Does anybody remember one of these things? <clears throat> Just in case you're wondering, I asked for no pulpit. It's not that the team aren't doing their job. So I can see a few people like, what's going on? I just thought, no, let's just go without it. So <clears throat> just be radical. Be radical. Before I do um, get into this, I do just want to continue along the journey of saying thank you for last weekend, um, a hand off Chris Kindermark. There was a massive effort once again by us as a church <clears throat> to put that on and um, in the face of what's happened in the last 48 hours in our community, I rang um, Greg Little, who's the captain of the Handorf CFS yesterday, just to see if there was anything we could do to help them. And uh, he said, no, nah, we're pretty well all covered. They were on night shifts, so they were all home in bed sleeping, so they didn't need anything um, and certainly didn't want to be bothered. Um, so he appreciated my phone call. Um, but <clears throat> he, no, he wasn't sleeping. He was busy trying to organise things. But he went straight from about 30 seconds talking about the fires. And uh, I don't know if you follow Handorf CFS, but they had their pumper, um, a tree fall on it while they were driving around. And so there's photos of that um, on Facebook, um, which would be fairly horrific in itself with all of that going on around them. But he went straight from talking about that to saying thank you and congratulating us on another very well-run event. And uh, they had their trucks out last weekend in their car park and he said literally you could not move on the pavement in front of um, the <coughs> CFS station. Um, he did go on to say he was glad that there wasn't an event that they needed to attend to last weekend in Handorf because it would have been extremely difficult for them to get to, but... Um, he just just kept going on about how appreciative he is and as the captain of the CFS. And what he was saying was to have that many kids come and jump on a fire truck, to come and squirt down the little pretend flames on the pavement and just have fun with a fire truck. He said he looks at that and says there's opportunities right there to start the journey for a whole bunch of young kids to being future CFS volunteers and future volunteers in our community because they've started that process right young. And so he was just... he probably I probably spoke to him for five or six minutes and I reckon four of them was him talking about how good the Hound of Chris Kindermart was. And you know, I just stood there in my backyard on the phone to him going, what even is that? Like, he's just been up all night, worked probably 24 hours straight fighting fires and he's talking about our event and congratulating us on our event and so um, I just that just really hit home for me as to the true impact that it's having in our community and so um, thank you very much. I do want to highlight the team, um, we didn't do it last weekend but I want to highlight the team that um, worked throughout the year to put it on as well and so if you guys can just stand up quickly where you are, you know who you are, um, our key team. These guys have been working for months behind the scenes doing a whole bunch of stuff and so it wouldn't happen without them and um, it wouldn't happen without Matt up the back and a whole bunch of young guys, a whole bunch of young guys this year who took the full week off um, and organised their lives to be here. Um, I worked them pretty hard and some of them... <clears throat> aren't here this morning. Oh no, Jake, you are here. Are we still talking? 
Are we still talking, Jake? We're still talking? Yeah, so um, I think it would be fair to say, without any doubt, that would be the hardest working week you've ever done in your life, right, Jake? Yeah. And you're still here. And you're still smiling. So I thought you'd finished playing and left. But, uh, but no, and there's a whole bunch of other people that gave up time. Um, Angus West and uh, Tegan West are true champions in our church as well. They little fella had surgery on the Friday morning. Angus was here Friday afternoon and uh, just working across the weekend. And I can say everybody else, it probably wouldn't have happened without you. But if Angus wasn't here last weekend, it definitely wouldn't have happened because we had a few power issues. And so can we just thank them as well? I know because um, Mason, when he was young, had pretty well the exact same operation um, on his hand. And so I know it's not an easy time, but uh, you guys are absolute champions. So thank you, Tegan, as well, for just holding down the fort at home and uh, doing that in there. And I know that there's blessing coming to you guys because you've put the house of God first. And so thank you very much for that and everybody else that did whatever it was, whether it was dropping food off, whether it was coming and volunteering right across the weekend or just one shift or whatever you did to make last weekend happen, um, thank you very much. And so let's just put our hands together again and thank each other. So good. So good to see smiles on people's faces. And uh, there is an article this week in The Courier um, don't know what it's going to look like because apparently I'm bogan when I do interviews, um, is what I got told by somebody that I cared about, um, <laughs> that I do still care about. Um, may have been Pastor Julie. Um, but uh, there was a, a snippet in The Courier this last week and then there's some more coming up this week and, uh, and so that'll be good. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, but anyway... In Matthew 2, um, Pastor Emma's already referred to this in the tithe message this morning, but, but I love the story of Jesus and having um, been reading through the Bible reading plan this month, I have got a confession to make. I broke my streak on the Bible app Lachlan last Friday when we were setting up Chris Kindlemarks, so 459 days back to one. I'm like, oh. I... I tried, I was going to do, and then I went, no, I'm not that, I'm not that person. I'm not going to go back and do the date thing, Anna. I thought about it, I thought about it, I thought about setting the date back a day on my phone so I could keep the stream, then I went, no, I missed it, I missed it, it's done. And uh, yeah, apparently you can do that, I think my wife told me that. Um, but <clears throat> So that's why I'm now reading Paper Bible, because it's, uh, there's no streak on here, it's just... It's just here. But um, <clears throat> I love reading about the birth of Jesus and the lead up to it and the excitement around it and then what happened afterwards. And one of my thoughts this week, um, I had lots of different thoughts across this week from, um, yeah, we won't go into what my thoughts have been, but uh, I've had a lot of thoughts this week. But you know, at the end of the day, as I've been reading through all of this, there's three words that have just continued to come back to me that 
what the Christmas story really is all about, what Jesus is all about, what the gospel is all about, and that's faith, hope, and love. And, you know, they're, they're plastered around our, um, on our values wall out the front. Pastor Phil um, has always spoke messages of faith, hope, and love. And there's other little phrases that come in, like peace, like joy, like some of these things that, that come in from time to time that we add in, and they're awesome. But, but I think the three key words, faith, hope, and love, and as we, we're talking about celebrating and as we're moving into Christmas in a couple of days' time, I was reading this, reading this story about the Magi visiting. Who was it this morning that said there was five? I think they were the most accurate. Aubrey, I think they were the most accurate. I reckon there was a whole army of them. Um, they just brought three gifts. But anyway, she's a smart one. But after, the, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during that time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born in Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. And so there's this, there's this buzz in the air, there's this, I mean, King Herod's coming at it from a slightly different angle, but there's still a, a buzz in the air. King Herod's got the jealous angle going on and not wanting things to, um, not wanting a king to overpower him. Um, but but the, the Magi, the, there's people around, travelling around going, what's going on? Where are things happening? What's going on? And you know, Christmas, a celebration of Christ. What can we do? What can we add around the meal table? What can we bring on Christmas Day, on Christmas Eve, on Boxing Day, or whenever it is that we're catching up with family and friends for meals or drinks or to open presents? You know, I think the number one thing that we can add to the mix, the number one thing that I've been praying this week for myself that I'd be bringing into situations is hope. You know, and the last 48 hours has kind of driven that home for me even more. Is that what have we got to offer somebody who's just lost everything? What have we got to offer somebody who's currently can't return to their home because it's covered in ash and they've got no power? What have we got to offer our kids as they're just trying to understand it, work out what's going on? Or maybe our friends as they're trying to work out what's going on. What have we got to offer them? Can I tell you what we've got is hope. Yeah. <clears throat> the number one thing that we can speak into and over people is hope. And that's what I think the Magi had here. They're, they're looking at it and they're going, well, we've got a king. Life's okay, but the king of the Jews has been born. Oh, we've got hope that lives are going to change. We've got hope that something's going to be different in the future because the king is born. That hope. And so my prayer this morning is for each and every one of us that we'd be filled with hope. My prayer this morning is we're not just filled with hope so that we feel great, but it's so that we can go into our community, we can go into our family, we can go into whatever context we're going to be in over the coming week and speak life. 
And just by the way that we stand, just by the way that we act, by the way that we hold our emotions, by the way that we hold our body, not just flat and droopy, but we're up, we're about, we're excited, we're, we're filled with hope. You know, as we bring hope to people, guess what? It's infectious. You know, I don't know if you've ever been in a room with people where it's just flat. It's like having been around sporting clubs for most of my life, there is no worse feeling than walking in to a football change room after especially a final has been lost. It's like there's people that are letting out the emotion of the last 12 months of hard work. There's people that are just kind of, all right, well, let's make a joke and get on with it. There's, there's people that just shut off completely. But there's just this disjointed mess of emotion happening around the place. Throw that on the flip side. I don't think there's any greater experience than being in a football change room on grand final day when somebody's won. Being in that winner's team and everybody is up. There's nobody down. Everybody is looking at the cup or the flag or the trophy, whatever it is, the medal that they've just won, whatever it is that is there in the room. Everybody's looking at it. Everybody's celebrating the fact that, hey, we've just done this. We've worked together for this length of time and now we're celebrating. And I was thinking about the the difference between the two and going, how am I reflecting or how am I being reflected in the community? How am I being reflected in my family? Am I someone who's up? Am I someone that's bringing the joy of the Lord? Am I someone that's bringing hope into a circumstance or am I coming in all glum? Am I coming in feeling like, well, I'm entitled to this or I'm here because I need to be or there's all sorts of different feelings, thoughts, emotions that we can add into it. But, but at the end of the day, bringing hope to people's lives is what we're about. Yeah. You know, to bring in a very fresh story for myself that where I... Um, was driving last night so as Pastor Julie said before we got organised some eskies and um, stuff for the CFS and then through a series of events I was then on Facebook and saw they needed some help to pack up and so my first the first message I sent to um, Bruce and Julie was a screenshot and said oh maybe I'll go down and see if we can get our eskies back and as I was Driving down there, I'm thinking, I hope nobody else gets them before I get them. Like, I hope they just haven't finished with them for the day and they're, they're gone. And I was having this moment of being a... There's kids in the room, but, um, yeah, being that guy. And, uh, and as I was driving down there, I was starting to get a little bit worked up because you know how you just start to build stories in your head of what might have happened? And I'm thinking, oh, somebody that's just, you know, donated a couple of drinks and they're taking their drinks home and the esky that we bought as well and I'm working all these stories up and, and going, what's going on here? And I get down there and packed, helped them pack up a couple of gazebos and took my, filled my back of my car with rubbish um, from the day and 
as I was walking the cardboard boxes back to my car, I could see in the back corner the Eskies in the CFS shed and then heard that, well, no, they're going again today and they're doing the same thing and so they're using the Eskies again today. And as I was driving home, I just felt really convicted of that word that I said just before about what I was feeling. I really felt it then going, what are you doing? You haven't given lunch and the eskies and all of that to the CFS to then go and get them back. You haven't done it so that you can get the reward or whatever. You've done it to bring hope to people. You've done it so that you can help people in a time of need, but, but to bring hope to the CFS volunteers that, hey, there's people out there that care for us. There's people out there that believe in us that while we're out busy doing that, they might not be able to go and put out a fire in a house, but I can rock up and do what I can do. And as I'm driving home, and so I took a little bit of a longer drive home, mainly because I was being a little bit of a sticky beak to see how close the fire actually did get to my house. Um, And it didn't get anywhere near our house. Um, But as I was driving home and watching the sunset and just spending a moment with God in in that time, and I'm going, I found myself just repenting before God, going, God, I'm sorry that I wasn't bringing hope in that moment. I was helping, but I wasn't bringing hope because my mind was about me. My mind was about what we can get out of it, not what we can give into it. And so I found myself just going, no, hang on, I've been thinking about this message. I've been praying about this message and I've settled my heart on the word hope and then I'm not really bringing hope It's kind of superficial hope. And so what I want to encourage you with this morning out of that, what I want to challenge you with this morning about that is, where is your heart? Because, you know, we can bring hope to people through our actions. We can bring hope to people through getting around them, through being fake up and about. You know the old saying, fake it till you make it? You can do that in circumstances and... That'll sustain you for a little while, but it won't for a long time. And so if we want to not just get through this Christmas bringing hope, but we want to kick off the new year bringing hope. We want to, I'm assuming most people here are going to have some time off over Christmas. And so when we get back to our workplace in January, when we get back to life as it is after the school holiday break, when we get to Easter, when we get to the middle of the year and the the down slump of winter and when we come out the other side in spring and we're back in this same position in 12 months' time, what I want us to be, what my heart is, is that we're a church that's just pumping hope. We're a church that's instilling hope in every person in the community that we meet with. When we're talking to someone at the checkout, when we're filling up our trailer with gravel at the um, landscaping place, when we're down getting a massage, when we're whatever we're doing, wherever we are in our community, let's be people that fill people with hope. Yeah. Not fake hope, not self-assured hope, but hope that, hey, Jesus is born. Jesus is alive. And yes, he might have died, slash he will die at Easter. It's that kind of weird bit where you're talking about it because we're talking about the birth and then, but it's like that, that whole scenario of, yes, he did do this, but that's so that he can live in us today. That's so that we can be filled with hope. 
That's so that we can be filled with joy. That's so that we can be filled with his peace. And what are they all about? The hope of the Lord is not about me. The joy of the Lord is not about me. The peace of the Lord is kind of about me, but it's not about me. It's about you. It's about my next door neighbour. It's about my brother, my sister. It's about my grandparents. It's about my kids. It's about the people that I'm going to interact with. And so my prayer this morning is that every one of us, as we celebrate this Christmas, as we celebrate with our family, we're going to shift our focus to celebrating, but let's shift our focus to hope. Let's be people that don't just celebrate for the sake of celebrating. But let's be people that celebrate because we've got a hope in Jesus Christ that's real. We've got a hope in Jesus Christ that isn't just some thing on the side that we refer to every now and then. But it's what guides us. It's what leads us. It's what directs our path. And so, Father, I pray this morning for every person in this auditorium. God, every person listening online. Father, I pray that we'd be filled with your hope. Father, I pray for those of us this morning that that even as I've been speaking at the front, as I've been sharing my heart, God, as we may be feeling convicted like I was last night, Father, I pray that you'd help us to overcome so that we can share that hope, so that we can share that love. God, we can share your joy and your peace with others around us. Father, we do just continue to pray for all the volunteers services, for all the support teams around our community at the moment. God, as they continue to work up and probably through Christmas. God, we pray that any chance we get to have an encounter with anybody involved, God, that we'd speak hope. God, we'd speak life. Father, as we're spending time with family, friends, loved ones over Christmas. God, I pray that we'd speak hope. Hope into people's hearts. God, our actions would speak hope. like this one at the end of the meeting 
put my hand up and said, count me in. I want to follow Jesus Christ. I want to walk with Him. So I want to give you that same opportunity today. I don't know where you've come from. I don't know what your journey's been like. I don't need to know. What I do know is that Jesus loves you. What I do know is that Jesus wants to walk with you for the rest of your days. And so if you're in this meeting and you're going, John, that's me. I want to pray a prayer. I want to invite Jesus into my heart. I want to declare that I'm going to walk with Him for the rest of my days. If you're hearing that to you, I'd love you to just slip your hand up. There's nobody else looking around. Is there anyone this morning that needs to get right with Jesus? celebrating Christmas. Father, you'd fill us afresh. God, you'd give us strength. God, you'd give us patience. God, you'd give us your peace and you'd give us your joy. Thank you.